I thought you said we were going to Nakatomi Tower. Yeah, um, that's what it says right there. Nakatomi Plaza. That's Fox Tower. God damn it. Well, now what are we going to do? Well, I think there's a, a, another train leaving to... I am not getting on another train. Why not? It, this one the express. This will take us like three days. Okay, next. fine. I will take an express train. Okay. And guess what I found underneath this seat? What? Another copy of Eight Crazy Nights. No! Three days later. So now, this is Nakatomi Plaza. I want to kill you. Just go enjoy your spiked eggnog and oh. enjoy this Christmas party. Okay, fine. Hey everyone, Pathetic Premiere is back again, once again. Yeah. Hope everyone had a good Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa, basketball tournament, whatever you're... One of those few things that was in the last episode. Maybe. Yeah. But now it's time to move on to something better. A Christmas... Spiked eggnog. While watching one of the best Christmas movies of all time. That's right. And yes, we did say a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like it, deal with it. We're talking to you, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Can Bruce Willis sponsor us? Probably not. He just probably doesn't want to anymore. Oh, okay. Maybe he'll sponsor us after we review, like, The Pacifier. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we begin, as always, we'd like to thank our our friends over at Painting the Pages. They just put on a new episode, uh, their 10th episode. So that's kind of a big milestone. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll soon get there. Um, and they helped us with our name and our little cover art. Yeah. But to begin... Oh, actually, one thing I almost forgot about I did want to say before we actually talked about the movie. So, this is my favorite Christmas movie, and a lot of people are dumb and debate that it is a Christmas movie. But someone brought to my attention another movie that is a Christmas movie that everyone looks over. Uh, is it Gremlins? It is Lord of the Rings. I don't believe so. There's elves in it. <laughs> You, you want to know another good Christmas movie? Yeah. Uh, Shazam. Really? That whole movie takes place during Christmas. Does it? December, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, Shazam. Like, the one that came out in March of 2019. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about it other than it's... Yeah. It I, I mean, it's a DC, it's probably one of the better DCEU movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, message us your favorite um, Christmas movie. Besides or, Lord of the Rings. I mean... Your either your favorite Christmas movie of like name your favorite Christmas movie of like your the regulars like Elf, Polar Express, etc. Die Hard is a regular. Yeah, and your favorite non actual Christmas movie, Christmas movie, which Die Hard is also. <laughs> yeah, like Die Hard, Gremlins, Shazam, I guess Lord of the Rings, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Okay, now we can actually get started. Yeah. So, Adam, what are we doing this week? Well, we're talking about a movie I have not seen in several years. And this is actually my first time viewing a movie. Yeah. So this is probably going to be kind of weird because I love Die Hard and I've watched it a lot, but I probably haven't watched it since sometime in college, probably. 
Come on, you're giving the people too much information. <laughs> they won't. They're trying to figure out your age. <laughs> um, I, I really wanted to like mess with you and just watch the musical version of the like, oh um, Bob's Burgers episode <laughs> and just like screw with you the entire episode. I've been like, I don't remember this shit. <laughs> well, because what they do in in the musical episode, the it's basically the main uh, Gene, one of the Bob's kids. Yeah, is like. Uh, he wants to write a musical called Die Hard, but he loses. And uh, to a person that... Do you know the movie Working Girl? Came out around the same time. Uh, probably not. I don't yeah, know. Well, it's, 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 like it's, 80s movies. it's basically his ex basically does Working Girl. Okay. And he does Die Hard in the basement <laughs> during the same night. <laughs> and they've... At the end, they kind of get into a big fight. And they have... They combine both musicals into one story. Oh my god! So it's kind of it's Die Hard or it's it's Die Die Girl or, or <laughs> die it, girl. I don't know. It's a com- combination. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, working hard. Yeah. It's, <laughs> work hard or die trying, girl. That's it. <laughs> so anyway, this movie starts out as kind of our last three movies has started. Yeah, just it's it's basically them traveling in some sort of vehicle. Yeah, because he gets in the air airport right away. I assume, right? No, no, he's on the airplane. Oh, okay, and he's smoking, right? Yeah, 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 and um, he's also carrying a gun. I'm pretty sure. So this no, was obviously before nine eleven. Uh, is he? I thought so. Also, that one guy in the. Um... <laughs> The one guy in that that's sitting right next to him in the plane. Yeah, I, I just I feel like his character did not need to be there. I feel like it, I felt like it could have been like kind of a cold open, as in like um, uh, plane trains and automobiles. Yeah, yeah, kind of like or or the movie um, Airplane. Have you seen Airplane? Uh it's possible. Yeah, the Airplane just starts with basically them just the intercom speaking the entire like this flight is leaving now blah 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 just kind of like that and kind of going yeah. over you're saying he didn't need to actually like sit there and talk to a guy and... for like three minutes yeah you don't need to pay for that guy for the day yeah um yeah I mean that's probably fair um then we get basically he grabs a big teddy bear rude to the waitress lady and then leaves yeah I was like okay this is weird, but okay. <laughs> no, it, it is a pretty weird movie. <laughs> then we meet to one of my my first favorite characters of the movie. Okay. Argyle. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like a really pointless character, but in like a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's there for basic comic relief because he doesn't know what's going on for like half the movie. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's really random, but it's really great. And it's it's like the stupid stuff like that that elevates this. Like just as an action movie, it's like yeah, but like the like the dumb stuff like that. Is also, great. like one of the things that got me at like the early parts of the movie was like he, he he's like this is my first time riding a limo, and he's like this is my first time driving a limo. <laughs> I'm like, why did you just get your license? Or I want to know your backstory. <laughs> That should have been, um, 
in one of the sequels is just like him going to limo <laughs> academy <laughs> if there's a thing <laughs> i forgot that he says that that's pretty great um i i like how just um throughout the movie when he calls him yeah as you were saying like he calling him away no yeah like um um willis will like call him after he just did something like really violent or something he's just like sitting there like all happy like just hanging out in his his <laughs> moped is just or not uh, moped limo I, i'm surprised that he didn't have like one of those like fan because i'm guessing they did not have these during the time those fancy limos like the, with the, like all the drinks, like the old personal. Oh yeah, I know but, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like he would have got drunk back then. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel like that would have made like a pretty better like story. You like every time he calls paying back, and you see a whole bunch of cans just like laying around. And he's like a little bit dumber than he was last time. Yeah, that's why he crashes at the end. <laughs> but yeah, maybe um, that was originally the plan, but they're like. Oh man, we need to try to like cut out some of these bad things so it doesn't get rated R. Is it not rated R? Oh, it is rated R. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, I was like, is this movie not rated R? Is it PG thirteen? No, it, it, it's pretty R. Because uh, PG thirteen is um, they're allowed one swear, I believe. I think you can say some of the lesser swears like, like, like hell or something. The hell crap. Yeah. But you're, uh, I think you're allowed one f bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, but whatever. I'm, I'm, one movie that I'm excited for that I really hope they do a PG-13 rating on. Yeah, is Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. Universe of Madness. Why? I just want. To, at one point, since like they got the exclusivities to Fox and everything, I want them to get to like the Deadpool universe. Oh yeah. And like just <laughs> Deadpool just pops in. He's like, fuck, and then that's it. <laughs> Like in, um, we're, we're going to get really far off track here. Like oh, in, um, um, first class when they're like, Hey, do you want to join us? Wolverine's like, go fuck yourself. And that's the entire scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, he basically is getting a ride to this party that he got invited to at Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Which is actually Fox Tower or something. I hope we said that right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fox Plaza. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, like the actual building they used for it. Which, uh, I just want to know, like, did they have to take, like, multiple takes for that movie? Or, like, when there's big explosions? Or how? I'm guessing they were controlled glass. I bet that was a model or something they blew up. And they probably just had either did it multiple times or they had a bunch of angles or something. The, 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 my second question about this building, though, is why isn't, like, their, like, 32nd floor done? I don't know. <laughs> my third question for the movie, on, like, the like the 30th floor where the party's being t- taken place? Yeah. Why is there a giant fountain in there? Like It looks cool. <laughs> it's not practical. <laughs> do you know the water system they would have to build? <laughs> they do that. They probably actually do that in, in places like that. Oh, yeah, especially back in the, during the 80s. Yeah, where they're just like, hey, we're rich. I don't know. It doesn't matter what industry or if you have building that big, it's cool, like credit or something. But, yeah, he's just hauling his uh, little duffel bag through security. Yep. And they, he's like, uh, just go up to go through the elevator, go up to like the thirty first floor, and turn when you hear noise. Yeah. And who does he run into? <gasps> His wife, right? He's X 
ex-wife, or I don't think it's really like specified. I think. Yeah, I I don't remember it either. It's ex or they're separated one. Or or, or I think it's like they're not on like good terms, and like they're still trying to work things out in a sense. Yeah, and that's why this is the best Christmas story because he actually does something noble, sort of, for <laughs> someone he cares about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and basically, his he got sent the and this is this next scene is where we find out that his invitation was sent to him by accident. Yeah, and his wife is just like, I don't want you to be here. He's like, this is my party. This is run by my dad. I don't want you to be here. So fuck off. Yeah. And during all this, we see a van pull into the parking garage right yeah. right past the limo. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and you get a gratuitous shot of Urkel, right? Um, no. What? No. What? What's the limo driver? Um, Argyle. Argyle. Oh my god. Not not Urkel. We're getting to Urkel, <laughs> and how your big theory is coming up later. <laughs> well, uh, you, you just get a shot of him be like, "Whoa, what's that?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Urkel is probably like ten in this movie. I want to say. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we get to, we see the main antagonist of the movie. Yeah. Or the big 12 antagonists. Yeah. <laughs> that probably only, like, three of them I really liked. It's cool that, like, it wasn't just Hans and a bunch of random guys, though. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's my favorite thing about this movie, my actual favorite thing, no joking, is that um, all of the henchmen have, like, a distinct personality, which... I don't know why you'd put in the effort to write that, but it's kind of cool that they did. I feel like most of them did, but I feel like most of them were, like, fodder. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't last that long, but even, like, if you died right away, you'd be like, oh, yeah, like, like you're a recognizable person compared to I feel like these other ones. The the first death was probably one of my favorites. It was just, like, them, uh, he was in, like, the unfinished room. Oh, yeah, and when he's is underneath him, right? Or no. Am I thinking of, okay. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point. Okay. Basically, these guys break in, they seal off all the exits, they kill the security guard, they shut off all the cameras, they sh- turn off all the elevators, they just do everything. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. I was almost like, when the guy was cutting through like the phone cords, like with the <laughs> chainsaw, I was like, what is going on? Why is he... <laughs> Because it looks cool. <laughs> I feel... But the guy's doing his job down there. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if the guy screwed up. I don't know. <laughs> they pro- they would the, It would be a very short movie, probably, if he didn't. <laughs> but. Um, but then gun, guns are firing as, like... Um, Mr. McLean is his name, right? Yeah, John McLean. Yeah, John McLean. He, as he's taking off his shoes, he hears his gunfire and he's like, oh shit. Not this again. <laughs> he's like, I guess I'm going to go grab my gun and go hide somewhere. Yep. Yeah. And so he does, and then we find out that it's all the Germans. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, do they start hacking stuff yet, or is that... No, they, they, what they do in this situation is... After this, they go grab the dad. Yeah. Uh, the basically the owner of the Nakatomi Plaza, he, and they try getting like the security door open or see if he has the codes. Okay. As John McClane is like, 
and, and like the party guests are hostages at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So like he's, so he's like, oh man, my wife is captured and I'm hiding with a gun, and he's trying to get into like the vault or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, at this point, I feel like he goes up to the the unfinished room that yep. we were talking about. After the dad is is like, hey, you might as well just kill me now. I just don't know the codes. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And now I just like, oh! probably yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the eighties movies were a different breed than yeah. today. It's like there's a, in every eighties movie, there's probably like one scene that's just like, <gasps> yeah. Like, they just did whatever they wanted. <laughs> I wish our movies were like that. <laughs> we get to... Um, so John McClane's like, Oh, there's a fire alarm. Time for me to pull it. Yep. And I'm like, that's probably the dumbest idea. I don't I don't know why he didn't do that earlier if that was his idea. He could have like instantly done that. You know, well, like well, almost every room probably has one, right? Well, no. Nah. <laughs> well, what I'm saying though, he's probably wanting to get away from the action and like... Yeah. It was the nearest floor. Yeah. Uh, but he realized the elevators weren't working. The phones weren't working. So I'm guessing he probably was like, oh, the fire alarm would work. Yeah. I'm like, they have access to everything. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. And then he sees the fire trucks coming and it's like, they turn around. He's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. He should have just, like, set off a different alarm and, like, eventually... <laughs> <laughs> the fire department would be like, um... We gotta go arrest this guy. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, um, you, I know you keep telling us it's fine, but uh, uh, different alarms on different floors keep going off. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't know, we, I think we gotta send somebody out there to mess with... Uh, I think we got it. <laughs> uh, then we got our first fight scene between him and one of the henchmen. Yep. I'm not sure which fight scene it is. But... It's pretty much where he comes in, and then John McClane's hiding behind a box. Oh, and he has the Uzi. Yeah, and he, he jumps yeah. around the corners, and then he's like, and then he hears the saw going, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then John McClane's just like, nope. And then they fight and fight, and then he falls down the stairs, and yeah. Then John McClane gets the first radio. Yeah. And it, is this also when he gets a gun? You know, he's already has a gun. But, like, the... Yeah, yeah. The gun. Yeah. Like, the ho-ho-ho I have... Now I have a machine gun gun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Um... Yeah, this this movie is similar. If you guys have seen the 7 episode, this movie is very similar to that. There's a lot of scenes that go on that, like, kind of, like, you could place wherever in the movie, in a sense, during the middle. Yeah. It's from what I've noticed... Yeah, I think that's probably... You could probably say that about a lot of, like, action action movies. Like, not action movies in general, but, like, the, like, crazy action movies where, yeah. like, it's just, like, giant body counts and stuff. It's, like, you could probably be like, yeah, he killed, like, those, like, four people at any point in this movie after the action started. doesn't uh, well, matter where you place the it. The one movie that I would say that doesn't know what the flow of that is, um... Have you seen The Escape Plan? No. It It's... It's basically a subtitle of a movie, put it that way. You okay. know why? Why? Two lead actors are Sylvester Stallone okay. and Schwarzenegger. Okay. <laughs> they they both get put into like an underground like ship. 
and they have to, like under like underground ship prison type of thing. Sure. And, and they have to escape. Okay. Like this, no rules jail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, basically, a lot of things happen, and he somehow gets the roof now. And he gets there with Hans, right? Or is no, that later? No. That's very later. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, 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 Hans is introduced. Um, if this movie was remade today, you know how I would recast Hans as? Who? I would recast him as Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah? Like, I could see that, probably. Uh, think about that. Yeah. I feel like he it would, he would just have to play himself in 1917. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he would do well. <laughs> But who's the... Do you know who the actor is who played? Alan Rickman. Okay. And you know who Alan Rickman is? No. Harry Potter. I have not seen a single Harry Potter. Well, good thing I neither have I. Okay. I've seen like the... Oh, I've seen the first movie like twice, and I've seen the second movie uh, one and a half times. I fell asleep watching one of them. I don't even know which one of them in an airport. And I saw like probably like 20 minutes of it, and that's it. I feel like the fans are going to get mad at us. <laughs> Gonna, it's gonna be like Harry Potter month after. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get death threats. Or um, he plays like one of the main guys in like um, Harry Potter, and like he died in like in twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. Okay, I don't I don't know what other stuff he's in, but I would feel like I could confidently say this might be one of his iconic roles because it's yeah yeah it, it's really good. <sighs> But, um, but yeah, we get introduced to him as he's like, fuck everything, and then he's kind of going over with his IT guy, like, hey, how long is this going to take? And he's like, this is going to take three hours, this is going to take two hours, this is going to take one hour. Yeah. While this is going on, John McClane finds, like, a, a Santa toy, I think, or I think that's what it is. Okay. And, like, he props the elevator open and, like, slides in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slides in uh, the guy who he just killed and dresses him up as, like, Santa or something. Yep, yeah, and then he writes on his chest the, ho, 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 no, I have a machine gun. Which, yeah. which is one of my favorite things that has ever happened in a movie, too. It's just so stupid, but it's great. I feel like there's a more iconic moment later here. Yeah. In a little bit. <laughs> uh, while this is all going on, John McClane gets to the roof, and he... Uh, he tries using the radio that he just got to alert the authorities, and they're just like, oh, this this, this has to be a joke. Yeah. All except one cop. Yeah. Which is? It's the neighbor of in uh, Family Matters. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a, the guy who plays Carl Winslow. I'm sorry for not remembering the name, um, but guess what? He's also a cop in Family Matters. I knew that. I, I've never seen Family Member, member whatever the name of that is, but I, I knew he was a cop in both of them. Oh, which... I think he's a cop in a third thing, too, and everyone's like, is that the only role they want to cast you as? Like, they just typecast you as a cop? <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, he... Um, he if, in he, this year it is. <laughs> also, like, during that, like, gas station scene that he's in when he's introduced... Yeah. Like, I was just looking at the different things, um... Like in the background, there's like a little like silver machine. It's like build your own milkshake. I'm like, what's there to build about a milkshake? 
I, I don't know. And, and, and why would you want to build a milkshake in a gas station? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like he buys like six honey buns or something like that and like leaves yeah. <laughs> as he's just humming to himself. Yeah. But they find out John McClane's on the roof, so he's like, time to get to the roof. Yeah, so then a bunch of them start running up the stairs after him, right? Yeah, and he just kind of like, I think he shoots one or does something, kills one of them. Yeah. And he gets down to, as Carl Winslow shows up, he gets to the, fuck if I know. Uh, he gets to, like, the 27th floor, or, like, the, the one of those middle floors. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Just someplace else. Yeah, he gets to, like, this big, like, meeting room or something like that. And he he's just, like, sees Carl pulls up, pull, pull up, and he's just like, come on, you gotta see this. And then Carl walks in the door and everything, checks in the security guard. He's like, yeah, everything's good. I have $50 right in this baseball game, so we're all good. See you later. Kind of just sends him away. Yeah. And while uh, John McClane is fighting off two dudes, he's like, put the gun down. They're like, you know the scene, which one I'm talking about? I, not yet. Well, no, he's like, put the gun down. And the guy's like, "Okay, okay. And then he just... Dives and then the second guy oh. comes around the corner. Yeah, okay. And the he just shoots the second guy like on on the spot as yeah. the first guy jumps back on the table and just like starts shooting the table. That's what I was thinking of when you when you. That's what I thought the first fight was for some reason. I was like, Does, did that happen in Unfinished Room when you were saying that? I was trying to figure it out, but okay. There's a lot of fight scenes. Yeah, but I I like. Uh, but that's another I think I real I think is really fun how it's like he's shooting him from underneath the table. I don't know. It's yeah. just a little bit different action than you're expecting or used to, I guess. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, we, uh, my Carl Winslow is about to pull away, and we're like, oh shit, is he actually going to pull away and just give up? Yeah. And then he takes one of the dead bodies that he just killed and just. Throws it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and would would you be freaked out if it just a body just landed on your? Car? No, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> just like, oh shit. <laughs> but no, yeah, I um, yeah, that that would just be something. I don't even know how I'd react. <laughs> and he crashes the police car. He's like, I guess I gotta get more people down here. Honestly, if that happened to me, I'd probably call the other cops. I'd be like. All right, guys, I don't care what you think. I'm going home. A body just fell on me, so fuck all y'all. You can take care of this. Uh, this is Christmas <laughs> Christmas Eve. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I already had a body fall on me. This is your problem. Oh. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. This movie's still a mess. Um, uh, so we should get into the part of what is next. Next is when he's talking to Hans over the radio as he's kind of getting ready for more. As he finds the C four. Okay. Yeah. In the bag, and like he's like, "Hey, you can just call me." Uh, uh, as they're going over movies at the time, he's like, "You can just call me Roy." Okay. Yeah, and then he's like back in all the room, and he's like, 
Um, oh, he's like, oh, what are you going to do, Mr. Cowboy or something? Like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. yippee ki motherfucker, or something like that. Yeah. 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 yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. We then get to... There's just a whole bunch of, like, little scenes. We find out that they're, like, halfway through, like, the the locking mechanisms as more cops show up. Yep. And he's like... He if he kind of just goes off with things. The cops show up and they're just like, "Hey, l- let's not listen to Carl Winslow at all." Yeah. <laughs> and the chief of the police, which is, I guess he's like part-time news reporter as well. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Which I'm like, you can't have the personality of a news reporter and a personality of a. Well, isn't that probably a conflict of in- of interest? Like, so one of your cops. That works directly for you, you know, I mean, he's your friend and stuff like that, does something really bad, and you're like, and in other news, and you frame it a really good way for him so he gets out of it. Yeah. You know, like, that. that's probably not okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder which job he had first. I would hope the reporter. Because <laughs> that'd be dumb if it was like, you know, being a cop ain't and, 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 and they're in L.A. There is, like, millions of people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They decide to like send more people in, and like the t- and like John McClane's like no, 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 as he's like radio Winslow. Yeah, and he's like no. <laughs> he's and they're just like getting like first they're blasting like literally every single um, person that wounds the four that goes through the side door. They blow up the big armored van, and they're just like. I don't know what to do now. Yeah. What? Why would they storm it with like even hostages and stuff? Like, like, like they, they're just stupid. I, I, they're I'm, really dumb. Yeah. I'm like, listen to Winslow. He's <laughs> the only one that's going knows what's going on here. But, yeah. Uh, but at this point, since they're using a rocket launcher, blow it out all the lights and like, uh, McCullough's like, "Fuck this! I'm taking things into my own hands." Yep. He grabs the C4. Connects it somehow. I guess he knows how to con. You use C four. Maybe he was in the military. It says he was a cop. I don't know. Maybe he's on a bomb squad. Cops, let us know if if any cops listen to this. Please message us and let us know if this is true or not. Yeah. Anyway, he yeah. he connects the C four yeah, yeah. and like. He ties it to a computer on a rolling desk, on a rolling <laughs> chair, and throws it down the elevator shaft. Yep. And he's like, just watches it. And then just blows out the entire second floor. Yeah, I, I feel like that is a little excessive, but yeah. <laughs> it's not that much C4. What I want to know is, like, <laughs> with that type of explosion that happened, like, that we saw. Yeah. I'm I'm curious why it blew up everything besides, like... The the structure, in a sense. No, yeah. Imagine if the structure got blown up. <laughs> he just dies. Just 9-11 <laughs> again. But, yeah. And so John McClane's like, okay, who's next? Um, He gets to the point in the movie where it's just kind of a big chase scene between more of the guards... And while this is going on, a 
one of the guy who invited John McClane to the party. Uh, uh, like he's like, "Hey, you guys speak German? I know how to speak German, so here it is." <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and, he, he's, <laughs> and they just kill him off and everything. Yeah, and they're just like, "Wow, well, okay." Well, John McClane is fighting like two more dudes. One of the dudes he kills easily as he's trying to propel down a shaft with the gun like straddled. Yeah. And like he's like in the air vent trying to dodge all his bullets. He's got a lighter and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. F- fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I swear, it's, uh, I just put it on. You can, like, go into my HBO, like, <laughs> watch list. You hear the first, um, person to reply to us gets Tyler's HBO login. No! <laughs> uh, first person to, uh, message us that they watch this, we'll send them a Christmas gift. Okay. We won't tell you what it is. It's an HBO login. <laughs> no! <laughs> um... We go to the scene where he... It's just a big battle now at this point between the two of them. Right. And they get to the point where they wrap. he wraps a chain around him. Oh, yeah, and he um, jumps off the stairs. Yeah. That, yeah that, I think that's probably my favorite kill. Yeah, that's a pretty cool <laughs> kill. Uh, while the other guy's dead, so he grabs up more bullets and everything. Yeah. So now there's like three people left. Uh, at this point, downstairs, um, we have, uh, the, the news reporter, chief of the police man, <laughs> chief news reporter is here and he's like, where's John McClane from? Uh, he's, uh, he's from, uh, he, he's a cop in New York and he like, well, has a family here, so he finds the family <laughs> and broadcasts national news, <laughs> which um, the limo driver sees it. He's like, "Oh shit, uh, there's stuff going around me now." Yeah, and uh, so how many like I don't know if there's laws, but like probably rules. Do you think he broke by like multiple, <laughs> multiple? <laughs> Oh, uh, and then uh, Hans Gruber, the main bad guy, he sees it on on the TV that the kids wanted their mom to come home, and their mom is. And he looks at the picture and he's like, looks back at the his ex uh, John McClane's ex wife. He's like, "You're coming with me." Yeah. <laughs> uh, all this is going on downstairs again. Uh, the FBI shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And this next little probably like 10 minutes is all kind of a blur. It kind of all mor- morphs together. It's kind of just John McCain. Not McCain. McLean. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John McCain's in the movie, everyone. Um, He's basically getting ready for the final fight while... They're moving all the hostages to the top level. Yeah. And they're moving... They they finally get the safe open. At, no, they... First... They get... 
uh, Hans and John McClane meet. Yeah, but, um, well, Hans knows it's McClane, but McClane doesn't know yeah. it's Hans. Yeah. Well, which the scene, I was like, oh, I, I, we get it. Come on. I, I actually really like that part. I think that that's, uh, like, it's a nice change of pace to kind of have, like, a, I don't know, like a cat and mouse scene instead of just, a, I'm going to, like, shoot you in the face. Yeah, which kind of scene. Which, I'm, I'm, well, McLean knew it was him. Yeah. Or else he would have gave him a loaded gun. Yeah. But. Um. As, but they break off after the, his henchmen show up. And then the they kind of get the safe open as McLean's fighting more guys off. It's pretty much just a battle. Talk yeah. to Winslow. So on and so forth. And that's the one part I didn't really like towards the end of the movie. It was kind of like repetitive in a sense. No, I, I can get that, yeah. We then get to everyone's... They get the safe open, which... I, what was in the safe? Just a whole bunch of just... Artifacts, priceless artifacts. Yeah, what was because it was. Um, we're gonna be dumb here. <laughs> Going to our sponsor of the day, Wikipedia. <laughs> or what Google. the fuck? Oh no, it's telling us how they got into the vault. <laughs> I, I don't want that. <laughs> So how was everyone's um, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, whatever you want to call it? You, Adam, what are you doing for Christmas? I am going to stare at my parents for a little bit, and then I'm going to stare at my wife, and I'm going to stare at my brother. And then you're going to stare at your dog? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be going out of state. I won't tell you where. But, yeah. Yeah. Visiting family. Yeah. I'm actually visiting three states. No, four states, because on the way back, there's a layover. Why is this so hard? Um, (laughs) Did you know they made, like, five Die Hard movies? I wish they didn't. The first, the the sequel is pretty good still, but... I haven't seen most of the other ones, but... (laughs) We should watch the Harry Potter movies in reverse. Oh, my God. Sabrina would kill me because she's actually a pretty big fan. <laughs> she, she she might be our first guest if we do that sometime. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is there's a picture frame of some sort. Yeah. I'm guessing it's money. Oh, it's bonds. Yeah, I thought there was more to it than that. Okay, he's stealing bonds. I yeah, thought it was yeah, something it's, crazy. It's pretty much she's time. just a regular... Oh, no, I think they say this in the movie. Uh, the ex-wife is just kind of like, oh, so you're just going to be a regular old uh, bank robber. Yeah, because I, I thought it was something crazier than that because, like, yeah, he does make it sound like it's a crazier, like, terrorist thing and all he really wants to do is rob it, which is kind of weird. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's just a weird... Uh, a weird situation. Yeah. John McClane is finally finally finished off the last of the bad guys. There's only like three of them left. No, two of them left. Excuse me. Just Hans and his right-hand man. Yeah. Well, three. Because there's the guy in the van downstairs. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, John McClane's old buddy, he sees that he has his ex-wife at gunpoint, and he's like, you really want to do this right now? <laughs> After all that I've been through? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, drop your weapon. He's like, I guess. Yep. And you're like, oh no, he lost. Yeah, he lost. And then if everyone's just laughing. It reminds me of the Batman Joker during the killing <laughs> joke. Yeah. It's just like the both of them laughing towards the end. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but I can picture. Yeah. Well, exactly. you, know, you know the story. Yeah. <laughs> and then he grabs the gun that's like taped to his back, grabs it, just fires at the henchman. And I th- does he fire at Hans? I don't remember how he knocks him off the building. I yeah, like he fire he does something to blast Hans back as the rest of them are the rest of the hostages are getting rescued, I think. Yeah. In the helicopters that uh that McLean thought was a double cross. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not. <laughs> no. Anyway. Uh Hans gets pushed back somehow. And he, like, falls out the window as he's trying to grab onto the ex-wife. And he's like, nope, time to just take off your watch. Which I was like, what? There is, okay, so um, if you read into it, I, I don't think I would have got this on my own, but I read something about this a long time ago. And this was a long time ago, like, one of the times I watched it last, so I'm probably getting this horribly, horribly wrong. But, so, like, they're either divorced or estranged or whatever, and you see... um um, McLean with his ring, but you don't see her with her ring. But near the beginning of the movie, she's like, oh, look at this fancy watch that this guy got me. And, like, the guy's kind of in between them. Yeah. So, um, when he saves her by killing him, that's like, and he rips her watch off, it's, like, symbolic of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. But, yeah. You can see him falling out the window from, like, the 30th floor or something like that. Yeah. Everything's on fire behind them, and it's just, like... Um, and you, you can even hear... It switches over to Winslow's points of view, and you just hear the... Yeah. You're just like, oh, that gotta hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, during, then the scene switches over to uh, Argyle. And Argo's just been chilling this entire movie. Yeah, just getting drunk in yeah. in the alternate version. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see Argyle like uh, see the guy like that has like all the bonds, and he's just like runs the car and limo into him at full speed. <laughs> gets out and just I didn't think the first punch hit him. <laughs> You're and I was just like, and he got him. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the day is. Pretty much saved. Everyone comes back down. Doesn't Carl shoot someone at some point? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is coming up. Okay. <laughs> um, which we find out early in the movie that the uh, Carl uh, is like, I believe the reason why he's just a sergeant and everything is because he apparently accidentally shot a kid. Yep, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I refuse to pull my gun out or anything like that because like I feel bad about what I did. And yeah. I hate myself. And- and that's why I get these honey buns, because... Well, his wife, his wife is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's going to have uh, the love interest in Family Matters. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kid he shot was Urkel. Yeah, and that's why Urkel has such a weird gait. Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyway, they come down, and he's just, like, staring at uh, Carl, and he's just like, thank you. Uh, and as everything's going on, uh, he's uh, the news reporter, chief news reporter. He comes up, he's like, so tell me your story, blah, 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 <laughs> as, as the chief first. Uh, no, no, as the news reporter first, and he's like... I never thought of that, but that could actually be a really good combo job because he could just like be like, "I'm gonna arrest you if you don't talk to me." <laughs> no, no, no. He, he comes up as the chief first. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna explain to me all this property damage that you just did, and all everything else. You know how much money you're gonna owe, and how much time you're gonna spend behind bars." And then the one of Hans's henchmen comes back. He's like, "I got a gun," <laughs> and then everyone kind of ducks. And then you just hear a fire of bullets, and then it was Carl shooting. Yeah, and um, Carl, I guess, gets to be redeemed. It was sort of fucked up by where it's like, like his original problem was he shot someone, and his redemption is that he shoots a different person. I feel like... <laughs> and then after that, uh, they, they say thank you again, and... You see uh, Argyle break out, and everyone's like, oh, another guy. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. It's He's with me. Yeah. And they get, uh, the he the chief news reporter comes up, and he's like, uh, so, so tell me all your story. He's like, uh, and he looks at him, and just yeah. punches him. <laughs> get in the car, kiss uh, Reconciled. Yeah. Everything's perfect. Uh, Chris's song plays in the background, drives away. Yeah. And that's pretty much the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably about right. Yeah, it's it's a weird movie. Yeah, it's... I, I think it's like... It is really stupid, but in a way that I find really charming. It, it deserves its... It, it deserves its, like... Like, recognition and everything. Yeah, especially, it, like, then. Like, that would have been, like, the movie oh, when it first came what out. You, what year did it come out? No, I don't, I don't know. Something like in the 1980s, probably. Um, the reason why I ask is I wanted to know, like, other movies in the 1980s. Like, the other movies in that year. 1988. So, type in movies of 1988. Just to see, like, what'd you do? But they're on here. <laughs> they live. Akira. Uh, My name is Totoro. Wow, I didn't know that was at all. Child's Play. It shows me horror movies first because it knows that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you as movies taste. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, hey, this is the Hulk movie. Uh, we're we're not doing that Hulk. <laughs> we're doing the other one first. <laughs> if we do a Hulk, Rambo three. That's that's probably the most comparable one we've found. Yeah, so far. like this is like the only like good movie that year, honestly. Maybe besides Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah. That that actually probably is, is. that a Baskin Robbins movie? What the? Where do you see that? Oh, I just because the eighteen kind of looked oh. like the, the thirty-one <laughs> flavors type of thing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, you have like I guess you have your like you have Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Totoro, but those don't really count. 
Yeah, it's pretty much... What is this? Puss in Boots from 1988? <laughs> Before Shrek was big. What is this? It's time for Google Time with Adam and Tyler. Oh, it's a musical. Okay. <gasps> yeah! <clears throat> um, but honestly, this movie is kind of interesting. Oh, if you had to recast Bruce Willis, who would you recast him as? Uh, oh, you know who it would be? Who Hollywood would make, would make it to be? Who? The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who else would it be? See, they'd probably do that, but I, I don't know. I think that would kind of ruin it, because I think, like, um, a, a lot of people even say this, but I think part of the appeal originally was that they weren't able to get, like, a crazy big star, like, um, like, um, Stallone or, or, um... And you want to do it, like, because he wasn't a big star yet. And he is, like, I mean, he he's in good shape, but he's not, like, a monster, you know? Like, he's, like, yeah. an achievable person to be. No, uh, you know? So, you know who I would say then who we should get? Who? Um, Rob McElhaney. Not sure who that is. Look up. He's a guy that plays in Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Rob. It's, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he seems like realistic body type. Yeah. Like, not so realistic, but like, just... Or you could get the opposite opinion and just get Danny DeVito to play him. <laughs> you should, uh... Oh, well, that's not what I want to do. Um, it, it could probably just be, like, any random person. Because he just was a random person. Well, like, yeah. I know he just did some TV work before that. But well, like, yeah, well, because realize. it was... Because it was it was based off like a book series or something like that. I heard, I think. Yeah, the book series has a completely different name. Yeah, and so like, uh, that's why uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. wanted to play the role of McLean. Oh yeah, because he liked the book. Or yeah, something. yeah, he liked the book, and then he when they officially announced the movie, he was like seventy four, and he was like, <laughs> uh, I guess not. <laughs> uh, the other person that wanted to be it was uh, Clint Eastwood. Which is kind of interesting. I'm, I'm su unless he cost too much money. I'm really surprised they didn't do that because I know that like the studio wanted to have some cool big action star do it or something, and Eastwood would be, but like it just didn't work out. So they're like, I don't know. Let's just pick this random dude from TV. Um. Well, no, no. I agree with you. Like I'm looking it up here. I'm just like. I know I was just looking at it. <laughs> Somewhere in your browser history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Come on, phone. <laughs> the ad's loading faster than the page. <laughs> uh, Bruce was suggested Bonnie for the part of his wife. She she was paid $5 million for the gig. She wasn't paid... Uh, where is the Clint Eastwood fact? Plan to just take a stab at playing John McClane, which really was Clint Eastwood who owns the movie rights to Nothing Lasts Forever, which he had planned to star in in the early 1980s. That obviously never happened. That's weird that there isn't, like, an obvious reason why that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Um. Dard was Alan Rickman's feature film debut. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um... And then just shows Fox Plaza. The movie where the hostages held Die Hard is supposed to be Frank Lloyd's rights. Oh, 
Uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the panoramic view of City Below and Die Hard is not real. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but yeah, Donovich. <laughs> but you didn't know this. Oh, that. It's <laughs> funny. In one of the scenes, he tumbles down the ventilation shaft, yep. and it was just all by accident. Um. Oh, apparently, like Alan Rickman's fall was like just like it was planned, like, but it was just still terrifying for him. I could see that, like, he falling backwards for probably quite some distance before they catch you. I believe this next fact, like, he suffered, uh, Bruce Willis suffered permanent hearing loss from shooting Die Hard. Yeah, especially, like, in the enclosed spaces, they did a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Like, a blank is probably really loud in a tiny room. <laughs> the German Hans Gruber speaks in Die Hard is mostly gibberish. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any final words before you kind of wrap this up? Um, uh, uh, this movie doesn't really have a whole lot to it, but it's stupid and amazing. That That's my summary of it. No, I agree with you. It's kind of... It's kind of a mixed bag for me. It's kind of like, there's really good scenes, like the UPKA, the C4 explosion. Yeah. Carl Winslow. It's Carl Winslow. The Santa, uh, the ho-ho-ho, F-gun. Yeah. I like all those scenes, but there's also kind of like, as I was kind of getting towards the end of our review of just like that little blur section of like, where it's like, fight, 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 fight. Yeah. And I, I feel like, so I don't feel like it's a problem in this movie, but I feel like this movie probably paved the way for villains' stupid, overcomplicated plans that piss me off. <laughs> like, his plan is, like, really overcomplicated. It's really dumb, yeah, uh, but it's okay. Also, why, but, why didn't he go into Nakatomi Plaza, like, the next day? Yeah, it would have been a lot easier. It's Christmas Day. Yeah, I don't know. Because at that point, he can just break in and just do the security codes. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, no, he probably didn't want to do do that. So, no, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, he'd probably have to just kill, like, one guard like he had to in the first place, yeah. and then he'd be okay. That's actually a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he might have just wanted to get the code, so he probably had to go to the Christmas party. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So what's your score for this movie? Uh... I, part of me kind of wants to give it an 8, but I think it's probably closer to a 7. I would agree with that. It's probably like a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Maybe a 7.75 if you want to get real technical. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could live with that. Yeah. So Die Hard gets our pathetic premiere review of 7.75. Yeah. Which makes it the highest Christmas movie we have reviewed. It's the only Christmas movie we've it's ever It's the highest Christmas movie. Okay. We've ever reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hope to see you guys next time. Yeah. So that was crazy. Yeah, I can't believe, like, I killed a man. And I we somehow saved the day? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess we should, like... I guess we can go back to our normal lives since we did a bad thing on the East Coast, did a good thing on the West Coast. 
Yeah, that, um, hopefully they, that works out. Yeah. Unless it could get back to us at some point. Who knows? Yeah. I, I guess let's just... Let's just live our lives, make everything brand new. We have like six days left of this year. Yeah. So. Um, we're not spending any of those six days on the train. No, uh, but hey, how about we go to this uh, seminar over here? Do uh, they have free food? Yeah, they, it looks like you get a free bag and maybe some free food in the bag. Okay, I, I'm pretty hungry after killing some German slash bank robbers slash terrorists. Um. But oh, but it looks like one of those seminars that it's just one of those like get rich quick or get your life back on track seminars. Well, so. well I want food quick, so I, I don't care what they're. Okay, so <laughs> let's go find out. Yeah. Hey guys, I hope everyone has a pretty fantastic Christmas from us at Path- Pathetic Premiere. To you guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, next time you'll see a movie where. We just can't say no to reviewing it. Even if we want to. Yeah. Um, hope everyone here at Thanksgiving... Hope everyone has a good thing... Hope everyone has a good Christmas. Especially... And go check out those guys over at Panning the Pages as well. So... Do it. Don't have, say no. We'll see you next year. Yeah.